1: Pucks with Hags is brought to you by FanDuel the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS media
0: network Welcome to another edition of the Pucks with Hags podcast as always i'm your host Joe Haggerty you can find my work on joehaggerty.substack.com join up for a premium membership you'll get all of my articles on the Bruins and the NHL straight uh, sent straight to your inbox you can read them in their entirety if you have the premium membership i also am writing about the bruins for boston sports journal with greg bedard mike giardi and a cavalcade of stars over there so uh, you can check out uh after games are over i'm writing columns on every single bruins game so you can get my thoughts over there as well with me today uh mark diver my good buddy from the new england hockey journal uh you, you see him at rinks all over new england uh he's he's one of the most uh knowledgeable and i think does the most legwork almost of any uh, hockey scribe out there i, I am am constantly in amazement mark at the places that you find yourself in rinks all over new england
1: same here joe same here <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's a passion though you know I, I, it's, yeah it's it honestly it, uh, most days it's where i feel most comfortable as being at a hockey rink um let's before we get going with the brewing stuff let's give a shout out to our sponsors uh fanduel sportsbook uh, two hundred dollars in bonus bets every time you make a five or the first time you make a five dollar bet, win or lose. Uh, so thank you to them, and also Factor Meals, uh, ready in two minutes, uh, delicious meals, healthy meals. Uh, thank you to both of them for being longtime sponsors of the show. Let's get straight into it. Let's start. I'm definitely going to talk some uh, Providence with you, Mark. But let's start. Let's start with the Bruins, six zero and one to start the season. Um, obviously the, the Ducks loss uh, at home on Thursday night was a rough one. Uh, things kind of fell apart in the last two minutes. Um, not not very typical of this Bruins team in the recent past to do that kind of thing uh, at the end of the third period. It's going to be interesting to watch how they bounce back from that. Uh, but in general, 6-0-1 on the season, it took them until that game to actually lose a game, and they still got a point out of it. Just what you've thought of the Bruins to this point uh, through the first few weeks.
1: Well, you have to love the record, uh, as you say, um, you know, there's been good, uh, some good stuff and some bad stuff. The goaltending has been unbelievable. Yeah. Although at the end of last night's game, I'm not pointing the finger at the, at all but,
0: yeah.
1: uh, you know, uh, to allow that many goals in that short a time, it, it, it falls on everyone. Not, not just the goalie, but, uh, yep. the goaltending has been tremendous. Um,
0: well, I thought even in that scramble in the last two minutes, he was making some pretty good saves. Yeah, like he was. They finally was. had a guy on the, on the back door, and a puck came to him because they were just hammering shots at the net, and they couldn't clear it out of the zone. So you know, he was right, only they, doing his job.
1: They had a lot more in the tank at the end than than the Bruins did. Yeah, uh,
0: I agree. You know, and
1: the excuses are there. The Bruins just came off a long road trip. They're a, an older team versus the Ducks, which is a, a very young team. So you can understand that the energy level would be different uh, for the two teams. But, uh, you know, I don't know if the scoring is uh, – I, I think, uh, you know, low-scoring, close low-scoring games is going to be the way uh, the way this season is going to go. And we've seen that. We've seen a lot of close games.
0: Yep. And,
1: you know, against teams that really last year they would have blown out probably. Um, yeah, but it's a different team. a lot of new faces, a lot of a lot of adjustments to make personnel wise. So you know uh, to get all those to pile up those wins, heading into a tough stretch of uh, difficult opponents is uh, is a good you know cushion to have at this point
0: crazy as it is to to say uh you know they're almost through like 10 percent of the regular season already you know at, at this point and they, they have piled up points uh and obviously it was uh, on paper when you looked at it to start the year pretty easy part of the schedule a lot of Western conference cream puffs that they've been able to kind of fatten themselves up on but if you beat those teams consistently and you go 500, or even close to it, against the, the quality teams. That's a playoff team. You know, that's a team that's yeah. going to be in the postseason. No, no question about it. So I, I don't take any points away from them uh, going out in the Western Conference and you know giving beatdowns to the the Sharks and the Ducks when they were out there and and taking care of business against those teams. To your point, I agree. I, I think the question I have really is. And they've scored more than three goals only once in the first seven games. That was the four to two win against the LA Kings, which was their biggest quality win of the season. I thought that was an impressive win against a good team. Um, But, you know, having, uh, they're going to be in those three to two, two to one games all season. And last night I thought Jim Montgomery was bang on when he was talking about the failure to extend the lead before it got to three to one in the last couple of minutes with the penalty and the, you know, the six on four when they pulled the goalie. And, you know, I wonder, that's a tough way to live in the NHL, right? Is winning three to two, two to one consistently all season long, having those, you know, stretches in the last five minutes of the third period where the other team thinks they're in it at three to one is just going to like pound you and and scramble for everything they can. And I just wonder mentally and physically how much of a strain that is going to put on this team if that is just the way they have to live all year. The goalies are going to feel pressure. Uh, to not let up soft goals and to be perfect. The defense, I think at times, is probably going to feel like they're going to play a little more conservative. And the forwards, too, knowing if they make mistakes and it ends up in the back of their net, it's going to be hard to erase that. And it's going to be interesting to see how that sort of plays out when they have to play this style this whole season, as it, it's vastly different from what they had last year. I'm just curious how that whole thing's going to play out.
1: Yeah, that this is really uh... – you know, we're, we're into a very intriguing season, uh, for the Bruins with so many, uh, you know, ov- obviously the absence of Krejci and Bergeron is, is the big thing, but, uh, you know, a lot of other uh, players obviously departed too. And they've be re- been replaced by, let's face it, guys who aren't as good as the guys who left, uh, yep. in, in most cases. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a challenge for everyone up and down the lineup. The, uh, you know, there's going to be more pressure on Marshand and and pasta to score, uh, not less. Yep. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how that plays out. But, uh, it, it's, uh, with this, I think the Toronto game, I'm really looking forward to cause there's a real opponent. Uh, Detroit's been good. Yeah. Florida has been good, but, and, but they got a lot of injuries. That's not the same team that was in the playoffs, but Toronto now that's a, you know, a potential, as they always are, a potential powerhouse. Uh, how Boston will match up in that game will be uh, will be very interesting, uh, you know, next Thursday.
0: Yeah, that's definitely one circled on the calendar. And that is a measuring stick game, as they say, to sort yeah. of figure out where you are and how you stack up uh, in the Atlantic Division and in the Eastern Conference. And, you know, Toronto is not without their blemishes either, obviously. You yeah. know, they, they are still the same old Toronto as far as how they try to win, how they play. There's still you know some areas you can exploit on that team. The question is whether the Bruins are good enough to, to exploit it anymore. And it'll really be kind of strength against strength. It'll be Toronto's yeah. offense and all the star power they have against the defense and goaltending tried and true uh, formula that the Bruins are going to win with this year. So that'll it will be really fun to watch. Um, I don't think I've talked to you much. Uh, I don't think I've talked to you at all really since the regular season started. Um, your thoughts on Matt Patra, his emergence – uh, I, I can't be underplayed how important he's been to this team in the first couple of weeks and how much he's going to continue to have to, you know, obviously there's going to be peaks and valleys for a 19 year old kid in his first NHL season. Um, especially one that's might, you know, be playing in a top six center role for large portions of it. Uh, but he's going to need to be something like he's been in the first few weeks. If the Bruins are going to continue to have success and, you know, do what they've done in in the opening few weeks. So, you know what you've thought of watching him, and also if you think he's going to be able uh, to sustain it to a reasonable degree, to uh, you know what we've seen so far this year. To me, he looks like a hybrid. You know, people have made Bergeron comparisons with him, and I can see some of that. Uh, certainly, the competitiveness—he wins a lot of battles. He goes to the danger areas. He's not afraid to go to those places. I see a hybrid between him and Krejci, though. I see playmaking cleverness hockey iq ability to set up his teammates passing like there's some creche to his game too with the way that he plays the way he pulls it back and slows things down and changes speeds like he looks like a mixture of the two of them some really intriguing qualities of both players as a center
1: yeah i would agree with that uh you know the way he plays to me looks a lot more like creche than it does bergeron yeah Uh, you know the pulling up and you know circling back inside the zone uh and stuff like that that was uh that was stuff that 46 did uh you know for a decade uh plus yep but uh can he sustain it that's the uh the million dollar question right um i don't think there's any question but that they're going to keep him right Uh, and you know burning the year on the contract so what so what if he can contribute if he can put up 35 40 points you know yes. then uh then it's money well spent and who cares about the uh the year that you burn uh you know he, he's uh i mean he's filled a void let's face it that they had no right to expect that he was going to come in and play like this uh and he's really forced their hand i think yep. and, and they're probably delighted about it but uh you know when watching him in buffalo for example he was good he wasn't great i would have bet a million bucks if i had a million bucks that he was headed back to the ohl uh and the people around the team uh i think believe that too but he steps up in training camp and he just just when you think he's maybe fading a little he jacks it up again and and he just keeps getting better and better um one thing you gotta it's fair to say though that uh if anyone if any one of his uh competitors in camp the free agents that they brought in if any one of those guys had played really well right he might not be here right but those guys you know weren't good (laughs) they weren't good uh you know brown was not good continues to not be very good uh bolquist you know i Honestly, I don't know what they see in that guy, uh, but, you know, those, the failure of those guys to grab the reins left the left the job open for uh, for the kid. And uh, and he's taken it.
0: You know, I agree with you on Brown. Um, I thought he was decent last night. He made a couple of plays that I thought were you know that I I kind of noticed there was one pass in particular I forget who it was too he set up a scoring it was a really nice play that he made I think it was somebody that hit the post um but and he I think he's been decent on the penalty kill but I, I agree like he has a, a skating issue I think he has a hard time just keeping up pace uh, yeah. at the NHL level and it's yeah. very obvious when you're watching him play uh, he makes up for it with hustle and he you know tries to win battles and he's you know gritty player. But you can just see that it's kind of – a he seems to constantly be playing catch-up to try to catch up to everybody else, you know, because he's just not at the same pace uh, consistently. Uh, And, and, uh, you know, I was going to ask you, and I will ask you, Boquist, a little bit later on because I'm sure you've seen him down in Providence a little bit. But, like, to your point, like, uh, there's obvious – those guys starting the year or being in Providence or logging time in Providence, I'm sure they didn't expect that when they signed deals with the Bruins in the offseason. Danton Heinen, I'm sure, thought – He had some kind of, you know, there's some kind of agreement there that he was going to get signed to an NHL contract. And I think that's been sort of in limbo, too, as well, because of the emergence uh, of Patra as well. Um, And, yeah, I I think. I think he can sustain it to a reasonable degree. I think it is within expectations that he's going to have peaks and valleys. There are probably going to be stretches where. You know, guys are really physical with him. The schedule wears him down a little bit just because he's not the biggest guy in the world. He may miss time with injuries, uh, you know, here or there. Especially, you can see in that game last night, physically, they were really starting to target him and go after him. And you're going to see more and more teams do that when he burns them offensively and he makes plays and he becomes, you know, somebody on the other team that they're looking at as a target uh, that they want to neutralize or uh, slow down um but you know to your point about burning the contract i agree and like i would go one step further it was going to do him no good and the team no good for him to go back to golf. Exactly. But he had 95 points there last year right what he was right. going to do go and dominate again and have like 100 and something points like granted i think he only had 16 goals so maybe he could have worked on that a little bit but i think you see at the nhl level with better players He's even upped the goal scoring ante a little bit and he can definitely he's capable of scoring more in addition to playmaking and setting up his teammates. So like once he started clearing hurdles uh, during training camp and in the preseason, I think it became very obvious very quickly that he was going to get a serious shot. And credit to Jim Montgomery and the Bruins like and, you know, I love Butchie and I know he's not the same player, but like I, I think you would see at times in the past where the Bruins wouldn't put the younger guys in these sort of premium positions too much to really yeah. give them legit looks to win spots. And granted Krejci, Bergeron are on the team. Maybe there's not spots up for grabs, but Studnika is one in general that I, I, I that comes out in my mind. And I, you know, I think Potcher is going to end up being a much bigger talent than, than Studnicka. Yeah. But like guys like that came along and maybe didn't get as good a look where Montgomery was putting Patra in great spots, having him skate with Martian early in preseason, putting him in a third line role towards the end to see how we would look there if they started the regular season, having him skate with neck at times during training camp. Like they were giving him a serious look uh from very early on with their best players to see what he could give. And that that you know, that's good coaching as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um you know, in that anaheim game you know you talk about the fatigue that that will undoubtedly set in over the course of the season in that anaheim game i think i thought in the first two periods i thought i saw him being uh a little not as strong on his stick and that was the uh second game of uh you know back to back
0: yeah you're talking about the road game yes i the agree with game. You he wasn't yes.
1: as strong on his stick in the, in the first two periods but in the third period he scores a goal, and all of a sudden the adrenaline takes over, and fatigue's not an issue anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know he scores good another young, goal. Isn't he's, he's making uh, <laughs> making good plays. Uh, you know, a little bit of uh, you know a positive uh, outcome there with the goal really gave him a lift. I thought you could really see that in the, in that game. At the uh,
0: end. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I thought the same thing. I thought he was kind of, it, it almost looked like he was definitely tired legs, you know, not as strong on a stick, not just standing out. And then all of a sudden he, you know, really ramped it up. And that's what the really good players do is when, yeah. you know, it's go time and you got to put up or shut up. They all of a sudden take it to another level. And he's like shown a handful of times already that he's able to do that even against the best players in the world. And that's, that's really impressive. Um Boquist uh, ends up coming up because Milan Lucic is out for a couple of weeks after a block, a hit, getting hit with a shot in his foot. And um, Lauco also took a skate blade above the eye, really scary injury there. Uh, he sends out a funny tweet the next day, uh, <laughs> making light of it, which I, I think Lauko's beauty. I love yep. that he does stuff like that. You know, he's, he's a hard-nosed kid. Uh, but it obviously opens up a spot for both Patrick Brown and Boquist um, to, to play on the fourth line on Thursday night. You know, and I'm, I'm sure you've seen a little bit of Boquist down there. He didn't really do much for me when he was here. I don't think he played up to the speed that he was reputed to have. And, and you know, some of the offense I didn't really see. Just maybe what anything that you've seen out of him in Providence to this point, uh, one way or the other, uh, you know, going into uh, this weekend.
1: I ha- He hasn't done, you know, he hasn't done a thing in Providence. Uh, you notice the speed at times but the production is not there. The finishing of plays is not, hasn't been there. Uh, You know, and I'm actually surprised they called him up. He was the guy that got the call. Uh, Oscar Steen has been really, really good. As good as I've seen him play. And he's been here a while now in Providence. He's in a real strong stretch right now. Now I know Boquist. He has the speed. He's faster than Steen he plays all all forward positions you know he can play center he can play wing he's got 2 years in the, in the nhl so if you if you line up those uh those factors okay i understand why they might pick him instead of somebody else but uh boy he i've been very unimpressed by him uh in the early going here uh just the production in providence at least the production has not been there
0: Uh, any, anybody aside from Steen that you've seen down there that you say we may get a look at them in Boston sooner rather than later, just, you know, based on early, uh, play in Providence, that's been impressive.
1: Well, I think, I think Mark McLaughlin, you can always, you can always count on him to, uh, you know, to give a maximum effort and, uh, and to usually be pretty effective. Uh, you know, he does what he does. He's not he's not flashy everyone we've seen what he can do we saw it at boston college uh you know as a third or a fourth line uh winger center yeah, he he's a good fit and he's been good uh, down here um to start the season uh the thing with the Bruins so far is that uh, in my opinion the rookies have been uh, have been impressive um Trevor Kuntar, uh, John Farinacci. Now I don't think I'm saying that, but I'm not, I don't expect to see them, uh, you know, in the NHL anytime soon. Right. They're, uh, but they're taking their first steps and they're showing something, uh, that, uh, Hey, these guys are good prospects. Uh, Farinacci a very smart player. Uh, Kuntar is very, very competitive, uh, with a temper that, uh, you know, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to uh rein in at times. Uh he can really uh you know be a hot-tempered kid. Um but they're both playing real hard and uh doing good things, you know, for guys in their first what five uh five pro games. They've uh they've looked good. Um you know, there hasn't been a lot. To, to crow about down here from some of the other guys, you know, like the Lysells and the, the Merkeloffs, you know, they both got benched last uh, last Saturday for a period. Uh, you know, Merkeloff's got a point a game, so he's not—he's doing what he does. You know, maybe his defensive play has fallen off a little bit, and you know, that's a constant, uh, constant uh, battle with the coaches to uh, right to get to remind him, Hey, you know, you got to do this or you're, you're not going anywhere. You're staying here. Uh, And until he did that pretty effectively last year, he he got his defensive game. uh, He really shorted up quite a bit this year. I think maybe he's taken a little bit of a step back in the early going. It's not something it's something he can fix in, uh, you know, tomorrow night uh, if he wants to. Yeah. Uh, And like, Lysel, you know, I don't. I'm a running out of things to say about him.
0: Uh, well, I just, I, w- I was amazed just watching him in training camp, watching him in the preseason games, watching him in practice. I, I just felt like there's a real lack of urgency with this player when there could be NHL jobs on the line. There could be, you know, a, a chance for him to show what he can do in the best league in the world and he, the, the attitude I get or the vibe I get from him is like, Oh, I'll, you know, I'll get my, t- my shot. I'll, I'll bide my time and wait. And like, you know, it'll come. And like, I, <laughs> no, it won't. If that's your attitude, you know, <laughs> like I, I, I need to see a little more fire or something out of him. And, you know, sometimes the, there can be a stoicism with the Swedish players. I get that, but like, I just don't see, I didn't see anything in training camp that, that said to me, this guy wants to win a job
1: no he he didn't have a good camp and you would think that coming down to providence that would be a kick a kick in the uh in the butt for yeah. him to you know say to himself hey i got to get i got to get in gear here and get going uh and instead he's continued to be just you know flashes at times he flashes the speed and the skill but just not nearly enough and You know i don't know whether there's a you know a lack of uh self-awareness there that does he not realize what what it looks like and and what's going on and i know the coaches the coaches are reminding him believe me every single day that uh there's a big pile of money on the table
0: within
1: within reach and if you if you uh Get your game up to speed, it's there. It's there for the taking. So, you know, what are you waiting for? So I don't know. After he got benched, he came back in the third period last Saturday night and he and he showed a willingness to go to the net, a willingness to go inside. He went to the net and put in a rebound. You know, it wasn't a a dangle or a a snipe or bar down or anything. He went to the net, the puck came to him and he put it in. Very simple. It doesn't have to always be a highlight reel play. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I don't know. We'll see. This weekend they have two games. Uh, will he be back to what he was the, the the lackadaisical play that got him benched, or will he be? Uh, will he show what he did in the third period and and start to you know point the arrow in the right direction? We'll see.
0: I wonder with a guy like Merkulov if there's something in his head about watching Patra all of a sudden hop over Providence and go right to the NHL and seeing, you know, that happen and saying, why wasn't that me? Or, you know, the, or some doubt or something going on there, you know, where the response maybe wasn't as good as it could have been um, just seeing what's going on. I, I, there's gotta be some level. It's human nature for the players at that level. If they see somebody younger all of a sudden jump over them and go right to the NHL, uh, especially if, you know, Merkelov's playing center uh to wonder, you know, why that was and and you know, have a, have have to wrap their brain around it a little bit.
1: There's no question that that's a factor uh for these kids. Uh you know, and and Murkolov, you, you don't have to worry about his confidence. He he's yeah. a very confident kid, but you know, I think uh nobody said this down here, he certainly hasn't, but I don't there's no question he's disappointed that Somebody else got to stay. Beecher made the team. Yeah, Batra made the team. He didn't. He's back down here. So, like you say, it's human nature to be to be disappointed. And you know, it's how now it's how you react to that disappointment. Do you? And I've seen this a million times down here. Uh, going way back, I remember when Brad Marshan was up with a big team for a while. Yep, didn't didn't stick the first time got yep. sent back down and i remember calling uh, talking to him and he was so mad you could almost he was almost gritting his teeth as he as he talked to me saying all the right things about how mm-hmm. he was going to work harder and you know i'm going to do everything i can to get back up there and he's he's he, he lived up to that for sure but he was uh he was burned that he, that he had to come back. And, and that's, you know, guys use that as, you know, as fuel that, that happens all the time. Right. Uh, uh, But, you know, these two guys, Merkeloff and, uh, and Lysel, they need to, it's only five games in the American league season here. It's a, there's 67 games left for them to get their act together. Uh, So, you know, they uh it's up to them. The ball's in their court. Uh nobody's nobody's holding them back. The uh like I said, the money is right there. You can see it, it's within reach. You, you, but you gotta do uh you gotta do what it takes to uh to get w- where you want to go.
0: And you know, to the case of Johnny Beecher, he earned a spot on the NHL team. There is zero question about it. He's he's gonna do things that neither one of those players is going to do to be in the spot that he's in as a fourth line center. He showed the willingness to do those things, both at the end of last season and certainly in training camp now. And, you know, I've always thought that his speed, the long striding speed, the, the big body, the physicality, like all that stuff is going to play big time in a bottom six role at the NHL level. And now that he's sort of taking care of some of the details along with it, it's, you know, it, it's really coming to fruition for him. And, you know, he could be their fourth line center or even move up to third line center eventually if he, you know, can start to produce a little bit more offensively, um, you know, for the next five years. You know, I, I think he's that kind of player. He's got that kind of talent if he he sort of applies himself to it. And, like, I like when they're healthy, Lucic, Lauko, and Beecher as a fourth line. I think that's a tremendous fourth line that could have a lot of uh, impact in the NHL.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, no question. Uh, if, if they can sustain that, you know, Laucos issue, uh, you know, is consistency. Uh, yeah. I I mean, he, I think he's been good this year. I th- I think he's, uh, I can't point to a game where he was, where he stood out as, as, you know, having a bad game. I think he's been, I think Monty's figured out that, uh, don't extend his minutes that's he, he's you know when that happens like it when when he overstays a shift that's when he gets a stick penalty
0: yeah it happened yeah, yeah, the yeah.
1: other night it happened the other night yeah so you know that's a thing he can he can i know i'm sure the coaches are telling him that hey you know get your 25 seconds in and get off don't uh don't be don't get caught out there but yeah, he can he he's capable of filling that role for sure. Um Luch is Luch, you know, I don't think you have to worry about him. Uh no. you know, hopefully this injury doesn't, you know, he was he's getting around the ice pretty good. Uh yep. for for a guy who's you know has some miles on him and it was never a great skater to begin with. Uh, uh it's
0: just a massive human being. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I, I don't think you have to worry about him. And Beecher, I mean. Last year at the beginning of the year when he wasn't playing real well, I think he was worried too much about production when he doesn't worry about scoring is when he plays better. Yep. I, you know, he's, I don't think he's ever going to be a big scorer. I think, you know, people who know a lot more about it than I do would have been saying that, but it doesn't mean he can't be a good contributing player on the fourth line. Uh, yeah, you know, one thing I think he needs, I think he needs to have five fights this season. He's got one, but he's got to be that guy that yeah. uh, that is miserable to play against to the point where guys are, you know, guys are going to come after him once in a while. Yep. You now he doesn't have to go out there looking for fights. I'm not saying that. Uh but he's, he's got to play in such a way that that fights are going to come his way. He's big enough and he's strong enough you know, to handle that, I think. Uh it's a question of mindset. Uh and so far he's uh you know, I think he's done everything they've asked him.
0: He he looks like he knows there's a bag of money there waiting for him. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, playing that yeah. way. There's no question about it. Uh and like this is the one I'm curious about because I didn't see a lot written about him and like what he's done so far in Providence. Um, Mason Lowry um how he's looked what how they've been using him and sort of you know where he's at you know a handful of games into the season
1: well i would there uh i wouldn't say he's been particularly impressive but i wouldn't say he's been bad either i I mean he's he's a first year pro kind of feeling his way uh you know in the beginning of the season here um you know, he makes his mistakes. His defending is, uh, you know, his defending's an issue. That's why he's down here as opposed to up top. Uh, yeah. And if it's an issue in the American League, boy, it's really going to be an issue in the National League. Uh, so, uh, he's the coach. Especially is a work-
0: if a team a team is playing defense and goaltending and relying on that, yeah. They to have a weak link in the fence, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I mean, he shows he shows the flashes of things that make you say hey you know this is it's exciting to have a guy with his length and his uh his size and his skating ability uh there there just aren't you know a lot of guys that have uh that have his skill set um you know it's a it's a it's a question of time i think and uh the kid is very coachable and he has a very positive attitude he's often the first guy out for practice and one of the last guys off. you know, he, he's he, he's had bad games and uh, or a bad game or two. I I think I would say, and it doesn't bother him. He comes back the next game and and he he, he does fine. Uh, everyone's going to have bad games, especially a kid right out of really right out of college. Um, and who this is another factor for him. He he's not used to playing with structure at all. Yeah, in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. When he was at Ohio state, he had the green light to do whatever he wanted. And he did. Well, it's the, the green light now is, uh, is yellow, uh, at times. And sometimes it's red. So he's got to adjust to that a different way of, uh, you know, kind of going at things. He can't just take the fucking go every time. Yep. You, you know? So it's all part of the learning, you know, the learning curve for him, uh, you know, and he's, uh, like I said, he's very co- coachable. The coaches are, uh, you know, working with him all the time, every day on on this, that, and the other thing. So, you know, I, I don't, uh, he's been, he plays on the power play. I don't think he, he's not a PK guy at this point.
0: Uh, well, I was going to ask you that usage wise. Is he like leading the team in ice time every single night? Is he playing in all situations? Like how are they utilizing him?
1: I don't know if he's the leader in ice time, but, but he's probably, uh, he's probably getting as much ice as anybody. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: last year, if I recall, Jack Ashan they had Jack Ashan, and he would play big time minutes. They don't have a guy like that this year that, uh, you know, with that, that kind of, uh, you know, ability in the American hockey league to play that many minutes yeah. and be good at it. They, they have, a. They have a lot of defensemen uh, that are that are pretty good, but aren't uh, you know, you wouldn't call them all stars down here. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of guys, you know, with. uh, There's a lot of parity in the D lineup and uh, Mason, like I say, is probably getting as much ice as anybody. Um, But, you know. I would uh, and I haven't asked anybody what uh, what the numbers are in terms of his numbers, I'd probably say 20. 20 to 25 a night for him. Yep. You know.
0: And he's not on the PK.
1: Not not all the time. Yeah. Uh, sometimes. So it depends. You know, w- where they are in the game, what the score is, someone else may be tired, somebody else may have played a lot on the PK. Uh so he's not uh you know, the peak the the power play is uh is when you see him um you know, you really notice them a lot.
0: Yeah. And, I, and honestly, like I continue to say, like, I think that's the place at the NHL level where they could really use him right now. Cause I think he's a much more natural power play quarterback than any of the guys that they have. And I know Shattenkirk has, you know, had some success in the power play in his past for sure. And he does a very good job of getting a shot through. I've noticed that about him. He has a knack for that, finding shooting lanes, getting it to the net, uh, getting it for tips. Um, but I just think watching him in training camp, I felt like he was already at it looked more comfortable, you know, quarterbacking the power play than Charlie McAvoy or Hampus Lindholm have. Where I just don't think that's their sort of natural forte, uh, yeah. as a defenseman.
1: Yeah, I think I, I'd agree. Uh, I'd agree with that. Um, the one thing that's been hasn't changed down here is Brandon Bussey is 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 a stud. He was a yeah. stud last year and he continues to be.
0: Uh That'll you know, be in
1: situations. Well, he's another guy, you know, the pile of money, right? Everybody's <laughs> everyone's got their eye on that. Uh
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's going to come for him, I think at some point. Uh The question is, you know, where, when, you know, we we have no idea. They Boston's all set you know, until they are, not uh, you know, until they make a move or, you know, something happens. You never know. Someone, someone could get hurt tomorrow night. Uh, you yeah. hope that doesn't happen, but uh, it's nice to have a guy like Busse, uh in the, in the bullpen if you need him. So uh, he's been very good. Um, you know, the same, uh, I mean, he's just got such a great attitude for a goalie, you know, uh, it, it's, uh, it's fun to talk to him. He, he's really, I think he's, he's insightful about the position and about, you know, I think, uh, you know, he's only a year into his pro hockey career, but, you know, he knows what's what, uh, the, yep. the, it, he, he does. Uh, so, I mean, he's been, uh, he's picked up pretty much where he left off last year.
0: And f- final question or final topic. Um, Last time I think I had you on, we sort of dissected the Bruins draft and development system. Uh, it had been bashed pretty good by the athletic the last couple of years. I, I did think the this past summer was piling on a little bit like where it did look, fa- I thought, fairly bleak a couple of years ago and it was accurate. But I, I did think they'd taken some steps at least to, you know, to even though they've been trading first round picks and they've had challenges, I, I thought they they were in a little bit better spot. Now we have Matt Patra and Johnny Beecher both make the NHL team out of camp. Mason Lowry, I thought had an extremely good preseason. Um, is it time to maybe start uh, changing the narrative uh, with the scouts and the development people and everybody with the Bruins who are obviously doing their best to try to, you know, get the cupboard restocked with prospects and and get the, the draft and development machine uh, back up where it needs to be.
1: Well, it probably is time. Oh, excuse me. You know, uh it's at least time for a reassessment of patra yep he's not on anybody's that i've seen
0: yeah you
1: know when they do the top 50 prospects or even the top 100 prospects he's not there well you know somebody those guys maybe (laughs) might want to look at that a little closer (laughs) you know they've got guys who are a couple of years away from the nhl ahead of a guy who here he is at 19 years old and he's doing it yeah so, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, I think it's been a good, you're right. It's been a good last little while has been good for the prospect pool with Beecher and, uh, you know, Beecher proving that, Hey, he can, it looks like he can be an NHL contributor. Yep. You know, I'm. I, you know, I think people have had their doubts about that, uh, you know, going back a year or two years now it's happening. Uh, you know, we're seeing it happen and, And uh, so it is time to reassess, I think. Uh, Lowry, I think, uh, will make progress. And, uh, you know, the free agents, excuse me, Farinacci could turn out to be a really nice signing. Uh, Yeah. You know, again, he's a center. He's a two-way guy, uh, very smart. Uh, You know, we'll see how that turns out. Toporowski, I, I continue to think he has a chance. He's a free agent. Uh, who am I forgetting?
0: Merklov.
1: Merkeloff you know, he, one of the IS best right. rookies in the, in the American league last year. Kuntar. Yep. That's who I was Kuntar. forgetting. Kuntar. You know, I think he might in a, in a year, two years, he might be able to carve out a spot for himself on the fourth line, or maybe even the third line. The kid can really shoot the puck. Uh, and he's uh i you know he's he's just uh, i touched on it before he's very very competitive you know in the way that the bruins love mm-hmm. uh, and all teams love for that matter let's face it uh you got to love a guy that that plays that hard and and uh just won't uh won't take no for an answer so you know i think they got something to work with uh you know coming up uh, i think some of the college guys excuse me you. you look at a guy like uh, Andre Gasso at Boston College.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like him.
1: A very low draft pick. That kid is is climbing,
0: uh, you know,
1: very quickly. Uh, the Riley gel- Duran
0: too, I think, is going to be a good player. He's going to be an that answer. Riley Duran. Riley Duran. Oh, what a goal he
1: scored uh, against Denver last Friday night! Uh, I, you know, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me a bit if he's playing for Providence a year from now at at this time. Uh, yep. Oscar Jelvik at Boston college has got five goals in five games. Now, uh, as a sophomore, his game is picking up. So there are, uh, you know, there are some, uh, some, you know, decent prospects, decent or better out there that maybe don't get recognized enough by the, uh, bikes, you know, some of the, pro- the so-called prospect experts. And I, I have a lot of respect for those guys. They, yes. uh, they put in the time and you know watching uh, watching all those uh, prospects and and trying to figure out who's going to make it and and who doesn't. But uh, I think it's time for the Bruins to get a little a little bit of love uh, on that front.
0: I think you're right, and I do, you're right. You do have to put in the time to, to be able to call yourself a guru. A prospect guru, and, you know, you gotta you gotta yeah. actually get in the trenches and and watch some minor league hockey, some European video, like you know, yeah, really really uh, roll up your sleeves and you'd get it done watching these guys uh, in the far corners of the hockey world. Uh, Mark Diver, thank you very much for the time. I also want to thank our sponsors, uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, make a five dollar bet, uh, win or lose, you get two hundred dollars in bonus bets. Your first bet. Um, the NFL and NHL season are in full swing right now. So you want to, Yeah, bet on the Bruins right now. They're winning all the time. They're a good bet and bet against the Patriots. I think you're going to do pretty good if you keep doing that. (laughs) They are going nowhere. Uh, Also, let's uh, thank factor meals, Uh, delicious meals ready uh, in two minutes or less Uh, delicious meals, uh, chef approved 550 calories or less. My wife loves them. Uh, I think they're tasty, even though they're healthy, which is always a feat. Uh, So go get yourself some factor meals. Uh, Mark, thank you very much for the time. We'll uh, touch base with you maybe again uh, a month or two down the road. How's that sound?
1: Sounds good, Joe. We'll see you in the rinks.
0: All right. <laughs> hey, there. You stole my line, Mark. I love it. <laughs> see, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you at the rinks.